Wine Interrupted with Heather Noel and Tammy. Welcome back, everyone, to Wine Interrupted with Heather Noel and... And Tammy, hey. Woo! It's been a minute. A hot minute. Here we are, right before the Black Friday and Thanksgiving holiday weekend. How are you feeling about all that? Yeah, I know. It's like, it's like, not even close. Halloween happens and then boom, it's Christmas. It's like, there you go. I don't even know what to think of all this. Well, the holidays at least bring with them a lot of wine drinking. There's that. (laughs) Yeah, that's one silver lining. I love it. The wine. Yeah, yeah. Or I'd say medicine, coping mechanisms. There we go. Um, Cool. Well, um, anything go- new in your world or anything to report? Oh, gosh. I wish my life was more exciting. Um, no, just lots and lots of work lately. Okay. In a good way? I mean, I maybe is that because of the holidays? Does that affect your work? No, not so much. Um, COVID's really affected our work and kids going back to school. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah. Was there, was there less reports when... F- kids had to stay home or more reports there were there were less and um we got a lot of reports too from like um stuff that was viewed like during um virtual learning in homes oh dear oh gosh that's scary kids kids will find a way to act out right Mm -hmm. or were you were you finding more things about the family dynamic that was troubling through those virtual you know depends Mm. It really, I mean, it's across the gamut. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I know. Of course, I'm like, don't get specific. But tell them about today's topic. So today's topic is about scams. Oh, yes. And it's kind of embarrassing, but I think we've all been there to some degree. They're everywhere. I know. There's no hiding from them. Yeah, there's a lot of COVID ones from what I understand. Like, really? Yeah, of like how to apply for COVID relief. Like, here, give us all your financials. Yeah. No. Yeah. Right? But oh my gosh. Very exploitive of tragedy, which isn't shocking, but at the same time, troubling. There are some sick people out there, I tell you. For sure. So, are we going to talk about? I, I mean, I kind of have it like I was scammed in my younger years. Thankfully, not recently, but I know you have a big whopper of a one to share. Do you want to start? I do. So, um, actually, technically, I was scammed two years ago. Okay. It all came to light um, within the past two months. So, there's this photographer. Um, I don't know if I should, like, share her whole name because there's a whole bunch of legal stuff going on. Uh-huh. But let's call her SN. Oh, you okay. You can probably find the Facebook page, Do Not Hire. Okay. Work for SNP. Okay. Um, she had a really like hop in for um Facebook page, and she did a lot of bourgeois. I can't say that word, Heather. Bourgeois. Bourgeois. Bourgeois um, photography, and she would sell these like really reasonable packages, and people would buy them. Okay. And um, you would never be able to schedule with her. Okay. She would not give refunds. She would only resell packages. Oh. And then it came to light that she wasn't even paying her associate. So not only was she doing virtual photography, she was also doing wedding photography across the country. Oh, no. Not paying her associates, not paying
suing the associates, and now she's claiming bankruptcy. Oh. Tons and tons of people are coming out of the woodwork saying, I was scammed. Like, I paid so much for a package, um, couldn't schedule, got ghosted, and just, like, wrote it off. It's a couple hundred bucks, so probably not enough to take the small claims to make it worth it. Yeah. And she did this to several people, and there are several associates that um, never got paid for their wedding photography. So the brides and grooms are having to, um, like, buy their pictures from the associates, so pay for the service again. Oh, my goodness. Like, double. That makes sense. That's effed up. And it seems like a Ponzi scheme. Oh, totally. Well, it's just, and also, like, does this, what happens to this person? Have people tried to take her to small claims, or? Um, she's filing bankruptcy. So can you still take, you can still take people. And you could, but she has no money. I mean, they counted it up, like, on the, the page that's dedicated for people that have been scammed for her. I mean, she's scammed over a half a million dollars. Oh, my goodness. And she's still broke. Like, estimated. Okay. She has no money. And she still has a following. She had created another Facebook page, and, and she's played the victim. Like, I can't believe this has happened to me. Awful. She's getting a lot of threats and hate emails, which aren't, I mean, I do not approve of. Don't approve of, like, handling it that way, but... Yeah. It just doesn't seem like she's mending her ways, and she's still selling cheap packages galore. So, is there, like, does she, like, I'm wondering how, like, there aren't a whole ton of bad Yelp reviews in there her are. in her name. Or there did she are. change her name? Look up Suzanne Neville Photography. Out, out her? Why not? Like, yeah. Okay, I will. Just read all the horrible things that have happened to people. Now, now, if memory serves, I believe I've saw some photos from this shoot. No, this was from another. Oh, no. Okay. So I spent $160 on a package. Yeah. Got ghosted, got the runaround, could never schedule. And when I did get a hold of her, she was only available, um, like weekdays, really weird times that I'd have to take off of work. Okay. And she was fl- flaky as fuck. She okay. would cancel on people last minute. There are yeah. some people she canceled on their wedding, like right before the wedding. Or the oh. Night before the wedding. Oh, geez. God. How is this person like still in business? It's so bizarre. I don't know. Um, a ton of people have filed police reports, but I haven't heard anything come to fruition on that, that end of it. I think people, sh- I think it's it's about taking her to small claims court, even though you probably won't get any money. I think it's just about getting her name in the system. I know, but that takes a lot of effort on your part. It takes a lot of effort. And um, I mean, really, there are so many people that have taken action and there nothing has happened. Now, I know she's not. Well, she is a she is a business. I wonder if she's incorporated because I feel like, I yeah, if she's incorporated, you guys could all do a class action lawsuit. Against um, there her. was talk of that, but then the cost of doing that, I don't know. Yeah, it's but... an attorney that'll take it on. Yeah, I know, I know. I wonder if you could find someone that was just... Yeah. That Yeah, that's a hard one. But that's... I mean, that, that hits people where it counts, too, because it's like a sensitive subject, like boudoir. Boudoir photography boudoir. is like... You're putting yourself out there and you're vulnerable, like... And it's taking advantage of people in that position, too. Even if, like, I mean, did she actually photograph anyone and they just never got their photos? Um, she did. 
Um, there are some people that were lucky enough to go get photographs. Okay. They would, the photographs would show up on her website or her, I'm sorry, her Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Um, the ironic thing was like her Facebook page was all about empowering women. Oh, geez. Yeah, I know. There's always a loophole. There's always there's always a subject to get you sucked in. And it's just, she was robbing Peter to pay Paul. Um, if she needed money, she'd just put up um, like a flash sale for really cheap packages um, with the intention, from what I heard through the grapevine, of never um, scheduling them. Oh, wow. Okay. So I'm wondering if like the cheaper packages she sold, she never scheduled and just went with the more expensive ones. I really don't know. Yeah. That's my theory. Well, her name should, you should at least call the Better Business Bureau, Colorado. Oh, yeah. I'm filing a police report. And um, if you look at, look up her name, Google it, and look at her BBB page. It's rampant. Gotcha. Well, well, I'm glad that you guys are able to do something. Like, I, I hate that helpless feeling of being in a position where you can't do anything. Or you feel like they're getting away with it, but it sounds like there's an army of people that are disgruntled. There's an army of people. Um, some guy even like really pissed off groom purchased her domain. Oh, good, good. I like it. I like it already. Yeah, why not? And then just so you can like blast. Yeah, I mean you can ruin someone's reputation online. I mean it's like there's always a footprint. Well, it seems like her reputation's taken quite a hit but there are still people following her and supporting her and um yeah paying for packages that's that's disheartening i wonder if somebody could like make up a bunch of fake accounts and go on there and warn all those folks who are soliciting her you get blocked she created a new facebook group because there were like spies in her old Facebook. oh my yeah i oh man (laughs) And at that, yeah, and at that point, you're like, how much time and effort are you devoting? I mean, that's the whole thing, too. It's like, this is why she's getting away with it, is that the time and effort involved in trying to right the wrong is a turnoff, you know? Or, like, people just, like, have better things to do, and it's like, and then they start going, like, is it, is less than $200 worth my time? But, you know, at the same time, that's how she gets away with it. It's like... It's even admitted, like, you know, that she had, like, really poor business practices, that she's, like, sold packages for less than they were worth, and then had to hire an associate to come out and have to pay them twice as much than she sold the package for. So, I mean, there was a lot of, like, bad business decisions going on there. Sure. But it's just bizarre and crazy, and it's been, like, a total shit show and drama show. (laughs) follow it sounds like it and i'm sorry yeah i'm sorry that happened to you yeah that's i mean that and that just it just pisses you off when you see how many people were affected too it's like of course it makes me mad about yourself but it's like the fact that there's all these people and she's still getting away with it and the gaslighting and and the mindfuckery and just the excuses yeah and it's like i don't know about you but like after I was scammed, like, it's hard not to feel jaded and then not to feel like you can't trust people and then be very apprehensive about, you know, trying a new business or trying a new, you know, a, a, a new venue, like a new venture in this position. Like, yeah, it would sort of play with your trust issues for sure. Do you know about my scam experience, don't you? I do. Can you share it? Your yeah. Yeah. I can. 
It's funny because I can see the building to this day. It's a reminder. Like as soon as I pull out of my driveway here, um, I look down because I'm on a hill. I look down and I see the building like because there's three of them in the marina and I can see them like right, you know, right in front of my house. (laughs) But um, just a small version was I had um, on Craigslist. I had found this um, this studio apartment in Marina del Rey for, you know, it was like for eleven hundred dollars. And which I mean, I guess should have tipped me off because at the time, it, like that was cheap. I mean, at the I mean, it's it's dirt cheap now, but at the time it was pretty cheap. And the thing is, is that I visited the place twice. I once brought my boyfriend at the time, like just so I could have another, you know, person's view because it did sound a little too good to be true. But the guy had the whole he had the whole system down. Like he said, he was a pilot who only stayed there temporarily and. Um, was looking to rent out his place since he's not there full time. Like he had a whole spiel. I saw the apartment. Elaborate. Yeah, I saw the and there's a lot of pilots that do that in Marina del Rey because they're right by the airport. And I saw the apartment and he had a whole spiel because it's a whole private gated community. And he has a Rolls Royce. So he made sure to tell me, look out for my gold Rolls Royce. I'll be right by the guard shack and I'll wave you in. Because I said, oh, don't I need to give a name or anything? And he's like, don't worry, I'll meet you at the guard shack. We'll wave you in. So I, he waved me in, walked me, and I was alone with this person, which also is kind of frightening the first time I went. Took me to where my parking spot was going to be, showed me the apartment, showed me all the storage areas. It looked like someone was living there. He said he was living there at the moment and was going to be moving out. And Did it look like a dude lived there? Wait, what? Did it look like a guy lived there? Yeah. It looked, it was very kind of, it wasn't a, it like for, for him to have his scam down better, he should have at least like tidied up, but he kind of did like his bed wasn't made. And like, yeah, I just like stuff in hindsight. I was like, oh, well, you know, I'll change it once I get in there and whatever. And he was like, he was, it was very elaborate. He showed me all the storage area. He asked me what kind of carpet I wanted. He said he'd change the carpet for me, like if I wanted to paint. It was very elaborate. Walked me down to the gym, which was in the basement. Said hello to like 20,000 people like on the way down. Like everybody seemed to know him, which also corroborated his story, you know, his story and everything. Oh, he was good. Very good. And gave Did me a... really knew him or that... <clears throat> well... That he was just like playing it off. Well, I found out later, like this whole story, but um, took me down to the gym. So, so I visited the place twice. He came down and rent for me because I said I was worried about the amount. He came down and rent like to a thousand dollars, I remember, and then gave me a lease to sign and said, "I'll meet you. I'll meet you at this coffee shop in in Santa Monica to give you the uh, to give you the keys." But bring me your copy of your driver's license and your first deposit for the your your security deposit. So I met him and gave him that money. And then he said, meet me at, at a Best Buy in Culver City another time to, for him to to give me, I don't know, it was it was something else like uh, my parking pass and and uh, keys to the storage. And then so I did that. I met him like three times. And then the night before I'm supposed to move in, he calls me when I'm at work. Now, granted, all my stuff's packed up. I have a rented mm-hmm. rental truck rented. All my stuff is packed up. I'm ready to go. I gave my notice in my building, et cetera, et cetera. And, oh, the night before, the, he called me during the daytime I was at work and said that the place flooded, 
so I wouldn't be able to move in uh, the next day and said like there's an inch there's a couple inches of water there's problems with the building plumbing and it just it was like it was like one thing after another then like the following then I so I stalled moving then the following week it was like you know there was there was more issues like either like oh well they there's mold growing now so now I need to get like an inspector in but like you know and and I and I said well I want to come down there I, I made up an excuse later and I was like well I I want to come down there and at least measure the storage unit can I you know do you mind and and I'm like I had the key and I had a signed a lease with him and everything and I pulled up to the guard shack because I went and he never answered me if that was okay I pulled up to the guard shack that night and show and told the woman who I was gave her the unit number gave her my lease gave his name and she had no idea who he was what unit I was talking about, there was no such unit that I have. No. Yeah, he made up a whole whole um, fictitious unit number. The le- So the lease was not valid because didn't know who the guy was, could not let me in, refused to let me in because I didn't live there. He wasn't answering any of his calls. And then um, long story short, turns to find out that he had rented the place to 15 other people that month in the same scam. The same scam. But the thing is, is that here's what I, here's what, I'm sorry. Was it even, did he even own the apartment? Well, we found out later. It's a long story. We found out later the true story. And that was, he does live, he did live there, but he had been evicted years before (laughs) for elder abuse. And for like, yeah, it's crazy. Like the police have. He's a bad human he's yeah he was evicted because he had rented this place from an elderly lady and i don't know if she lived there at the time she didn't now but at the time that i whatever that he was living there but there was like elder abuse in the whole mix she tried to evict him and and it's really difficult to evict someone in california um he was squatted squatting there basically and his whole scam was to do this on Craigslist, to rent out his place, to do this elaborate thing where you believe him because he's meeting you at all these different locations. You're giving money here, you're giving money there. He's giving you a parking pass. Then also part of the thing is he gets a copy of your driver's license, so there's intimidation. You know, now he knows he knows where you live. He has a copy of your check, your bank, because you wrote him a check for the security. So there's all these things that like, and these are all women that he- I mean, seriously. Identity theft, you name it. And um, so I filed a police report and that's when I found out that he had rented the same. I had to pick pick his photo out of a lineup and I and, and the police knew exactly who he was. They said he's been indicted for grand theft. This was considered grand theft because he had scammed so many people out of thousands of dollars. And he was a, a petty criminal, like they knew who he was. And so we did, we tried to do a stakeout not a stakeout, but we tried to catch him because I was the only tenant that he still continued to call. All, all the other people, he stopped calling, but he continued uh-huh. to call me. So there's like a weird sense of enjoyment that he also got from it, which Did could... Did you give him an earful? Yes, at times. Um, but the cops were also telling me like, don't tip your hand. Don't let him know that you're pissed. Like, tell him that you're like, go along with it so we can catch him. And they tried to catch him. And then they eventually did pull him over for another for a reason. And that's when he was arrested. You know, he was bailed out. And then we did all all of us took him to court. So there was a whole court case of I think there were so many more people that this that he got that he scammed, but only like 12 or 13 of us 
wanted to prosecute and, and show up in court. So so in the end, of course, we all won. But I had to go to court. Like, I think I went to court three times. He showed up and he still continued to talk to me. He tried to give me his watch, his Rolex. He had a Rolex on. He like tried to hand me his watch and I'd be like, so this is the weird thing. It's like a psychopathy thing where it's like he is enjoying this. Like he's enjoying the whole thing, like where he gets to interact and and he's like, look, like, I'm so sorry about that. Like, it was all a big misunderstanding. Like, and I had to like, I don't, you know, at that point I was, uh, at that point I just didn't even like the, the talking to the other victims, they were just like, don't even talk to him. Don't even give him the satisfaction because he's clearly getting a thrill. You know what I mean? So, um, and then the check, I did get my money back, but the, eventually it took so long, but the check came from the law firm representing him. So I, who knows? You know what I mean? Like, how is his law firm going to get that money from him? That's my question. Because this guy is a professional criminal. But yeah, the cops all knew who he was. They, they said he's... The thing is, is that he doesn't get in big trouble because he doesn't, he doesn't scam people for lots of money. It's these petty theft stuff that, you know, that they just do multiple multiple cases of that's how they make their money but this is like what this it's so time consuming to think about though because this is what he he would do is like meet people at all these specific areas to do the ruse it's like who has time for this i mean that was his job and how much did you pay him up front i ended i ended up giving him i think a total of like one month's rent plus like I think it was a $600 security deposit. So it was like $1,600 around there, which at the time was like, you know, that was a big deal for me. And I was moving out and planned to move out and didn't have money. You know what I'm saying? It's like, so that was a big, that was a big loss um, at that time. But it was just, and and it was just like the stress of it was just, it's insurmountable. Like trying to get out of my apartment that I was at in a, in a bad situation, uh, with a roommate, I thought I had a plan, you know, and then now I have to stay. And then the roommate's mad at me because she, she thinks that I put them both in danger now because he has our address, you know, and all this stuff like where the cops were doing extra laps around our area because they, you know, I was concerned that like this person has my information and right. if, if he wants to retaliate, like that's the whole male female dynamic too, where it's like this is how they get away with it is that women are scared. So they don't want to prosecute. So, yeah. So I wonder if he specifically targeted women. I, that's my thought. Because, no, the ad said he wanted a woman there. Yeah, the ad oh said God. female preferred. And I and at the time, you don't know what that means. Does, it, does the building prefer that? Is the floor, like, I who knows? You know, and anyway, so I'll, I'll never forget that. It took a while to get resolved, but it was like, it was quite an ordeal. It's a violation. It's I mean, a violation, it's, it's yeah. Feeling. And, and he, when he would call me, he would talk for lengths of time. So it was almost like this man was lonely, too. It's a weird, you know, and he, he definitely got a thrill from this whole thing. How old was he? Was he in his 30s, 40s, 50s? Uh, I want to say he was probably in his late 50s, early 60s. And he had a Rolls Royce. Like, that's what's confusing. Which was probably probably the uh, elderly ladies probably the woman yeah the per the woman who because she was from what i understand is she was uh, no longer able to live there because i think she has she's in a home so he like took advantage of her good graces and yeah so that's what the cops told me later was that there was elder abuse involved 
But it was very difficult to evict. I guess she had tried for years and failed. So. Gosh, that's scary, especially when there's elder abuse involved. And if that was directed towards her. Yeah, or, or I don't know. I don't know what type, like if it's tri- like elder abuse, like financial elder abuse, or I don't think I, I or physical, who knows? I don't know any of the details, but it sounds like he certainly took advantage of her. Yeah, that was that situation. And I'm that's how I lucked out. I mean, the, the bright side of the story is I lucked out where I'm at now. But I almost didn't get the place I'm at now because of my experience that I just had with that person. Like, the landlord here wanted to do a credit check and wanted my information, like my social, all my personal information. I was very reluctant to give to him. And I explained what happened to me. And I said, I don't want to give you all this information. And he's like, well, then you can't get the apartment. I have to run a credit check. So it became this thing. But luckily, like the landlord thought about it and called me back and was like, I want, you know, I want to work with you because like you seem like a good tenant here. And um, so thankfully, but he almost he almost didn't call me for this place because I refused to give my personal details right away. There you are. So you are a good tenant. Oh, I'm a good tenant. But it's like, it drives me, it drove me insane that it was like, here I am with a great opportunity and I don't want to give my information because I don't want to trust anyone because I was just burnt. But that's what I mean by residual. Like once you get scammed, you kind of feel like really vulnerable and exposed. Mm-hmm. Do you remember uh, when I was living with you at the time, Robert Woy? Oh my God. <laughs> I served small plane court papers. Yes. That qualifies. That qualifies as scam. Here, once again, it reminded me, and this guy's name was Robert too, which is interesting, the coincidence. But it reminds me of the balls that these men have. Because this, I worked at a coffee shop on Balboa Island, and this man came in every day, and he was very good looking. He was supposedly a modeling and acting agent. And he knew that I was an agent or an actor, and I wanted to have pictures done and a mutual friend of ours Laurel Laurel thank you also wanted to get photos done and he said that like he was going to do us a favor and set up you know since he had connections to photography and makeup and his eye for it and he was going to make sure we got some good photos and just you know the whole thing was going to cost a hundred dollars or something I forget how much it was it was it was not a lot of money but at the time for us it was and it was very, it was very elaborate because here's somebody I saw every single day. Everybody loved him. He's super attractive, suave. He had model meetings with his clients in our coffee shop at night. I'd see that happen all the time. These seemed like reputable clients he had. He seemed, he seemed like a reputable guy. He had a thing towards one of my managers, like a, a crush on her. So he was always trying to impress her. Here I like think I'm in this situation and like both of us gave her money up front he even had Laurel come over to his house, his apartment alone. I, in hindsight, this is so dumb. And she was told to bring a bunch of different outfits that she, he was going to give his advice on what outfit she should wear in the photo shoot. And she went to his house, brought a bunch of clothes, used his bathroom. I mean, who knows if there was cameras set up like this guy is such a skis now that, you know, we trusted him. He gave his his expert opinion and then set up this like okay, well, it's going to be at the Surf and Sands Motel in Huntington Beach. I have a photographer showing up. I have a makeup artist. You know, you're, you're going to get your hair done. Um, don't wash your hair the night before. Gave me a bunch of like all these specifics. And, and then the morning of is not there. 
We both show up, is not there. Totally flakes. No call, no show, nothing. Still had the nerve to show up every single day at the coffee shop and look me in the eye and be like, yeah, 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 well, yeah. Like, just give some bullshit excuse or... And, and then at what, and never gave us our money back. At one point, he tried to give me like 20 bucks. He tried to like slip me 20 bucks. And I was like, no, we want, we want our entire money back. Like, this is bullshit. And then, so we ended up taking him to small claims. You served him. Was I that? did. And, you know, for a big like shot, like modeling agent or whatever the hell he was, he, I served him at a golf store. He worked, he worked in a retail he, golf yeah accessory store in Costa Mesa. Yeah. So, I mean, who knows? Maybe that was his primary job. So maybe he didn't have any money. Who knows? I mean, he lived right there. He didn't live on Balboa Island, but he lived in Newport Beach. He lived right up the road from the coffee shop I live in because he would go jogging and pass the shop every morning. He was probably looking for a sugar mama, but he, he probably did multiple. But this guy had like, he had those charming good looks. He had, he looked like the Ken doll, you know, he had like, as society would dictate, like, this is supposed to be a good person because they, they're very attractive. And he had the nerve to look me in the eye every morning. I refused to serve him after a while. I, it made me sick. So I would have my coworker wait on him. I was like, I don't what even. What did the owner of the store say? Because I know you were pretty close. That's the thing. They heard my story. Um, they they were sympathetic, but they did not refuse service to him. You know, which kind of bummed me out. And then after we took him to court, he he did a no show. So technically, we won. We never got our money back because then we'd have to hire a marshal to go after him, which never happened. I just hope that that for the court record that's in there that we did win because he never showed up. Finally, after a while. Um, he would cause problems over this manager who he had a crush on. Like he had a big argument and made her, I don't know if he was mad at her or something because he didn't, she didn't date him or I don't know. She, he got into an argument with her and then finally the owner of the store said, you are banned. But, and then they later apologized to me because they said, sorry, we waited so long to ban him. He's a bad, bad news character and. We don't want him in our store, but they waited a long time before banning him. But yeah, but that was the ultimate result. I don't know where he is now, or I, I hope karma gets him, but you know, it's just kind of like, I just, just kind of like, wow, he just, to me, it's like, yeah, I was scammed. Okay. It's not a lot of money. It's the principle, but like the fact that he had still came in every day and still flirted with the bartender, baristas, and still flirted with the manager as if nothing's wrong, as if... What he did was perfectly acceptable and got away with it as a white male in our society who was handsome. You know, that like that whole thing is like what what just grosses me out and exploits us, too, because, you know, here we are trying to go somewhere with our lives. And he's he took advantage of that. He took advantage of that although, position. Although back then, a hundred dollars was a lot of money. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was like three days pay. Oh, yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. But um, having to pay the thirty-five dollars to file for small claims court. Oh yeah, I forget even what that was about. Yeah. On top of it, and it's like, geez, skis ball. Yeah, I remember we like took work off to go, and yeah, he never showed up. But it's like, just what a what a dick. But yeah, I mean that that's like the two major times that I was scammed, and it's like the funny thing is like I'm not a very like I'm not a very trusting. Well, I'm not a trusting person to strangers as it is. 
So it's a little surprising to me where, you know, when you do get scammed, it does kind of rattle you and like shake your shake your sensibilities up and is like, then you start to be like, tr- like, can you trust your intuition? Can you trust your gut gut energy? Like, I don't know about you, but like, I don't know. How did you feel after that? Well, I mean, actually, I felt kind of relief because I, she totally gaslighted me. Mm. And she gaslighted everybody else. So it was kind of, I want to say it was a violation, but it was a relief knowing that I was not alone. Because if anybody called her out, they got vilified on her Facebook page and then blocked and banned. Oh, geez. There were several people that tried calling her out. And um, yeah, and then they were bullied for it. So I just eventually left. Um, I got so frustrated just trying to schedule with her, trying to get a hold of her, asking for dates and then her like you know messaging me back after several weeks Mm -hmm. um look on the facebook page yeah i'll check it out which i could never find maybe i'll leave a comment or two (laughs) (laughs) you should yes definitely check her out um the story is huge it's been on the news oh i didn't know that okay we got a little regional Um, colorado scam happening so she um owes her makeup artist that stood by her and stood up for her for two years, 30 something thousand dollars that she mm. never paid her. Yet while um, she owed all this money, she went on trips to Disneyland with her family. I mean, <laughs> wow. It's apparently got new cars. Although I did hear she got one repossessed, but yeah. Oh, hmm. it's, it's like, okay. So if you owe money everywhere, where are you going on these big vacations? Well, that's a thing. That, I mean, that's why they do the scams. <laughs> it's like a, they're funding their, their very, like, their grandiosity. They're, they have a, I don't know, mm-hmm. big sense of self and no empathy. To me, isn't that a narcissist? It is. It is. And um, that's what people have been saying. She's very narcissistic. Thinks people are treating her unfairly. She did kind of, like, make an apology on her page, but... Really, words are only so much. Make it right. Make it right. Yeah. Make it right. I would think her her reputation, at least her reputation, would be sullied at this point. Um, I think it is. I think it has impacted it. I mean, she has a family and kids. I don't want to see her go to jail. Mm-hmm. But I just want there to be some sort of accountability and some sort of safeguard that she doesn't fall back into her old ways. Yeah, Absolutely. And come to think about it, I wonder if it's a photographer thing, because I, I knew a photographer that would... <laughs> That's right! ...the deposits right off, like all services were paid up front, and then not have money to put together the album, follow through. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Or the, maybe they just take on too much, and... So, I mean, I don't know. They just don't... I think that's part of it, too. But then from some of her associates, she would need money. And so she's like, oh, well, I'll just run a sale. And then wouldn't schedule these people. And then, like, well, she would never give a refund if you bought a package from her. She had to resell it on her page. But I kind of wonder how many packages she reselled. Oh. How many people got their money back? I don't know. Yeah, you should do a poll. (laughs) Get on there and be like, hey, anybody, uh... Anybody ever get your money back from this woman when your photos never happened? Jeez. So crazy. Yeah, that's really frustrating. Well, what's the psychology of, of, of a scammer? Do you know? I would say having narcissistic qualities. 
Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Being charming. Yeah, because they, they're salesmen. Grandiose self-extends. Yeah. Self-entitlement. And it's almost like they have to convince themselves to believe the, the fantasy, too, in order to sell it, you know? Maybe, or they just don't care. Or they just don't care. That's interesting. And it's scary. It's scary. It's scary to think that there are folks out there that are just... Yeah, I mean, your word is is currency. Like, if you're not going to follow up, follow through with anything, like, how can they... How can they still be successful is the whole, I guess that's where it all comes down to. Well, she's able to pull it off for several years and it's finally coming down. People finally are onto her and have banded together and she's screwed so many brides and grooms. Mm -hmm. It's unbelievable. Feelings are a scam. There we go. And there's all, there's all kinds. I mean, I guess like not just for money, but you can be scammed out of uh, care, you can be scammed into your feel. I guess your feelings, you can be scammed into having feelings for someone when they're inauthentic. Mm -hmm. I guess that's a form of it too. Charmed. Charmers, guys trying, well, guys and girls just trying to get what they want. Yeah. Whatever that may look like. Emotionally invested and then just moving on. If they need validation or if they need an ego stroke, then they just prey upon those who... Granted, we've done many a podcast about that, but but I guess it does fall into the non into the immaterial scamming world. It is worth a mention. Emotional scams. Hmm. Emotional larceny. Emotional larceny. <laughs> Do you have anything else to say? I think that's it. Scamnation. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, um, take us out, Tam. Okay, thank you, everybody, for joining us. I know it's been a hot minute. We love you guys. We miss you. We're glad to be back on. And, um, gosh, be good humans. Don't scam. Don't be scamming now. Don't scam on me. Oh, do you remember, um, that used to be a phrase, by the way. Let's go scam on some guys. Right, and it was usually at the snack bar. (laughs) Let's go snack on some scams. (laughs) <laughs> anyway all right okay we're, we're going off subject all right well take care everyone uh be good humans Mwah. hi everyone thanks for joining us now we're gonna drink some wine together talk some shit rehash the past marinate in 